Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast, Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of Psalms today, and uh, Psalm number 133, verse number one. I love this verse of scripture. I like to quote it quite often at the church. It says, verse one of Psalm 133, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments, as the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And in this passage, the psalmist gives us some pictures of unity. Illustrations, if you will. Pictures, portrayals of unity. I just want to expound on them today. Unity is, by definition, the state of being joined together or united to make a whole. Oneness. It's harmony, it's happiness, and it's holiness. Harmony, happiness, and holiness. The Trinity means three in unity. You see that? There's harmony there. There's happiness there. There's holiness there. And there's pictures here in Psalm 133 of unity. Now, how can a church or a family or a nation represent God in the proper way if it's divided? I mean, honestly, how can a family represent the Trinity if they're divided? How can a church represent the Trinity if it's divided? How can a nation represent God, the Trinity, if it's at odds? See, we need unity. In the world, we need unity in the church, and we need unity in our homes. And in this past, well, I'm not going to get along with this, that, that. You can have unity and still not agree on everything. I mean, the old adage that people live by in days gone by is, is, is no longer existent in our generation. And that is, we're going to have to agree to disagree. There's still unity. But you're in agreement that we may differ on this subject. And we may, uh, you know, we may be uh, completely on different ends of the spectrum on this subject. But I'm not going to be ugly to you. Man, that is so far gone. That is so far gone in this generation. And it is sad. You know, I completely disagree with the platform of some politicians. Completely disagree. Uh, I am against abortion. 100%. I am against uh, homosexual marriage. 100%. We don't redefine what God has already defined. I am totally against. And the Word of God, because the Word of God is against the transgender movement. But we're still Americans. And at some point, we need to learn to work together. I know that is not popular, especially among independent Baptists, but it's right. You can agree to disagree and then find some common ground. I've been married 28 years. You think Rebecca and I have always agreed on everything? 
Absolutely not. I am wrong 99% of the time. <laughs> no, we don't agree on everything, but you know what we do? We agree to disagree, and we agree that there are some things we can unite on, and that's what we need to focus on. Unity is so needed in our world, in our church, in our homes. And here the psalmist gives us three pictures of unity. And I want to give them to you. Number one, he pictures unity in this passage as a devoted family. If you look at verse number one, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren, very important, brethren, to dwell together in unity. Now the Bible uses the word brethren, and it doesn't use that word as loosely as we do. Sometimes we call someone brother because we can't remember their name. That is such a blessing. I mean, I see people all the time that have heard me preach somewhere, heard my family sing somewhere, visited my church, something. I mean, we live in a little town here, Elkin and Jonesville, our, our two towns side by side. And I mean, everybody knows everybody. And so a lot of times I'll see somebody down at the local restaurant. And, Hello, Brother Simpson. How you doing? I love to use it. Hey, brother, how are you? Hey, sister. It really covers me it covers my tail and sometimes we call someone brethren because we can't remember the name how you doing that's not why we call each other brother or sister at the church house a brother in the bible is the same thing spiritually that a brother in the world is physically it literally means from the same womb from the same womb we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We've been born of the same womb. We've been born of the water and the spirit. We've been born from above. We've been washed in the blood of Calvary's lamb. And those who are saved have a common father. His name is Jehovah. And those who are saved have a common mother. And that is the church. Unity. Unity is like a devoted family. How pleasant, how good it is for brethren to dwell together. See, I'll give you a couple things on this. Unity is the desire of the Savior. You know why? Because it's proper. Oh, yeah. It is the desire of our Savior because it's proper. The Bible said, how good is it? Oh, how good it is. How good and how pleasant it is. It's proper. And so it's the desire of our Lord and Savior because it's good. Are you, are you looking for something good in the world today? Well, then don't look any further than unity among God's children. Do you know what the Lord uh, desires for my church, for your church, more than anything else? He desires unity because it's good. The greatest witness of the church is unity. Our community will be reached by our church unity. I wonder about Elkin, where my church is at. And I say my church, it's God's church. You understand what I'm saying. But I wonder where the church I pastor here in Elkin, I wonder what they think when they look at us. I wonder what our community sees when they look at thanks to Calvary Baptist Church. We need them to see a people who are in one mind and in one heart. Now, right now, at Thanks to Calvary, we are experiencing, uh, I'd say it's a revival. And it's been going on for years. 
when I took Thanks to Calvary, uh, almost 11 years ago, we had 19 people. And, uh, man, the doors were about to shut. And God placed us there. And uh, I say that because I wouldn't have placed me there. But God said, this is the place. And I said, yes, sir. And uh, we're experiencing a move of God, holy unity. And I'm telling you, I don't take credit for it. I don't, I, and I also don't take it for granted. Because I believe that the greatest tool of reaching the world, reaching the community uh, with evangelism is church unity. And so many churches don't have it. But that the Bible says it's good. It's the desire of our Savior because it is proper. John 17, 21, listen what Jesus prayed. You want to know how to pray? This is how Jesus prayed. He prayed for us that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. One of the greatest testimonies to the deity of Christ is the unity that we have in Christ as a church. And one of the greatest travesties and one of the greatest slaps in the face of the Lord Jesus is when there's disunity and division and splits and splinters and chaos at the house of God. So it's, it's good. He said, how good. So unity is the desire of the Savior because it's proper. But watch this. Talking about this devoted family, unity is not only the desire of the Savior because it's proper, but unity is the delight of the saved because it is pleasant. He said how good and how pleasant. Now, I've been in churches that were divided. I've seen churches that were at odds. I've, I've seen church splits. And I'm sure you can testify of that. But it is pleasant when it's in unity. And it's wonderful to be a part of a church where the glory is, is on it. To come together, to worship together, say amen together, to love together, laugh together, weep together, sacrifice together, serve together. I don't know anything more wonderful than being a part of a New Testament church like that. I love it. I love what I do. I love going to church. I love meeting with my people. I love it. It's not a drudge, a drudgery or a, or a dread. It's a delight. It's pleasant. And unity is the desire of the Savior because it's proper. It's the delight of the saved because it's pleasant. But number three, talking about this devoted family, it is the dread of Satan because it is powerful. I'll say, listen, what I'm going to say right here. The devil would rather start a church fight than sell a barrel of whiskey any day. The devil would rather start a church fight than raise up a prostitute house any day. He'd rather start a church fight than build an abortion clinic any day. Anybody, anybody listening ever... Uh, read the peanuts in the uh, peanuts comic in the newspaper charlie brown you've probably seen the shows charlie brown christmas and thanksgiving and all that boy we need some of that more, some more of that in this generation one comic uh lucy came into the living room and linus was watching television and and lucy she said change the channel and he looked up at her and said why should i change the channel she said i'll give you five reasons and she held up five fingers she said, by themselves, each one of these is nothing particularly significant. But she said, but when I curl them together like this, there's power awesome to behold. And Linus changed the channel and looked at when he looked at those five fingers and said, 
he looked at his and said, why can't you guys get together like that? That's what I think of when I see the forces of evil that come together against the work of God. I want to look at God's children and say, how come we can't come together like that? Oh, you're a compromiser. You're a liberal. No, we're not compromising what the Bible says. But it's amazing to me that we can agree with a person on 99 out of 100 things, but we will divide over the one thing we disagree on. 99 other things we could build a platform and stand on, but that one thing just gets in our crawl and we can't let it go. Unity is powerful. It is the dread of Satan because it's powerful. It is the delight of the saved because it's pleasant. And it is the desire of the Savior because it's proper. Now, that's the first picture in this passage. I don't want you to miss the next podcast because we're going to show you another picture of unity. And I don't want you to miss the next podcast. Now, today, you have the opportunity to go out, be salt, be light, make a difference in this world. It's dirty. It's dark. It needs you to purify it and illuminate it. If you're listening to this in the evening, plan on purpose. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up, read my Bible, pray, get filled with the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to go out and be a witness for Jesus Christ. I'm going to be salt and light. And until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.